is Thursday, the 18th day of August, 2022. A fair warning to all three of you listening to this garbage. I'm not really feeling up to it today. I've really just been in my own head the last couple of weeks, which means I end up uh, lazy, far more lazy than usual, and wallowing in bullshit self-pity. The good thing is that I'm very cognizant of it, but then not doing anything about it. It's annoying. Uh, Most of it stems from uh, still not being able to uh, find a job. More on that later. I'm sure you're thrilled. Whatever. Onward. So this week I have nothing of any real substance to talk about because as I've just mentioned, I've been exceedingly lazy which means even less effort than usual being put to the show. Uh, I am going to talk soccer, so if you don't like that, fuck off. Uh, I'll talk a little more about the Red Sox, the Patriots, and fucking Dr. Oz. Not literally, of course, because he looks like a less attractive crypt keeper. I also have another awesome voicemail to share that's just a wild fucking take. Random as hell. Love it. Uh, And seeing as I'm lacking content this week, it's time to unveil my long-awaited chip rankings. They've been sitting on the shelf for weeks after I did my sandwich rankings weeks ago. But today my laziness is joining forces with my morbid obesity to bring you what will likely cause a major ruckus in the podcasting community. Huge disruption, which is a word I'm going to get to shortly. Uh, then it's on to this week's three gripes, COVID, cannabis, and Led Zeppelin. That's all right here, right now on episode 129 of Complaints and Observations. Still the most less than average podcast on the internet with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity, guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Leave it to uh, to Aaron Rodgers to put a smile on my face. Thank you, Aaron, you fucking weird person, you. <laughs> uh, what's happening? How are you? Hopefully uh, things are going well. Um, what the fuck? Got these new shorts, and for some reason, constantly forgetting to zip my fly. What the fuck, dude? Uh, good way to start the program, huh? Yeah, no worries there. Nothing's happening. So, um, yeah. So as I mentioned, don't have a ton to really talk about today. And when you only have yourself to talk to, it, it makes things, um, you know, that much more difficult. But it is what it is. As I, as I mentioned, I'm, um, I think wallowing in self pity is not really the right term. That makes it seem like I'm just downright depressed, and I don't, I don't think I'm, uh, you know, depressed per se. I just think I'm down. Probably the best way to put it. So, um, partially, well, yeah, I mean, partially. I shouldn't even say that because I mean, I, as I mentioned, it's it's been such a fucking pain in the balls to to try to to find a job, but to but to but to but to and to talk apparently as well. Um, I you know, and I'm I'm, admittedly being a bit picky with where I'm I'm sending my resume, but at the at the same time, I'm still sending out, fucking you know, at minimum ten to to twelve, um, you know, applications slash resumes. Some you know, I would say. I would say maybe a quarter of those I am just flat out not qualified for, but I'm throwing it out there just for shits and giggles. But one of the things that I've, that I've come to, to really loathe 
digital interviews. I had an actual physical in-person interview on Monday with, uh, with a company that, you know, it, it sounds good. The opportunity sounds good. I'm not, you know, I wasn't, you know, overly giddy about it. Um, mainly because it's something I've, I've never done before in an industry I'm not entirely familiar with, but at the same time, others I know are very, uh, knowledgeable about them and know them. So, you know, I was excited. So I had to literally get up, put a suit on and drive out to Waltham, Massachusetts to a, uh, a hotel conference room and met with four people for this interview. They give you, they give you like, so it was broken up like two people and then two people in different conference rooms, right? And so I sit down and we go through the first interview and I, I ask the questions that I had prepared and they tell me about the company. And then I, all right, thanks. Hey, uh, the, the, the next people are down the hall, third door on the right. Okay, cool. Hey, thanks guys. I walk into the second room and both these guys are like, oh, oh, that was quick. It's like, oh fuck. Wow. Nothing, nothing says, um. Wow, this was a waste of time. Then, then, then uh, your your interviewer saying, "Well, that was quick." But, but. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was kind of a kind of about but the digital interview thing. I I understand it to a point. Okay, I mean we've we've progressed past the the COVID hysteria for the most part. More on that later. Um, but you know the the. It's almost like a cop-out, I think, in a way. But then again, it kind of gives you an idea of how companies feel about employees these days, where they're entirely um, replaceable. They're, they're, there's no value. Companies do not hold employees in the same value that they once did. And I even think that's kind of... that, that I'm, I'm flopping around here, but I just don't, I, I think most companies don't really give a fuck about their employees. I, I'd say that's fairly obvious. There are some that care. I couldn't tell you who. But I think there are some. Here's the thing, right? I like the concept of working, of being busy, of doing something, of substance, right? I mean, you sort of have to. But it's work, in quotes, is what I'm growing tired of. And I, because... And I, there's no way I'm going to be able to convey this through a microphone the way that it's like built in my head, right? Because I look at that, I look at them as two different things. Working and work are, are two different things. Okay, work working is the physical act of doing your job. You have a job; they pay you to perform said job. That's working. And I think work is the the sort of the umbrella over. All of it. Because in it's hard to explain, partially because I think companies now seem to want you to like bow down and be forever grateful for the opportunity, you know, to make them far more money than they're willing to pay you. But I fucking I can't stand. And, and at this point, you know, I have stock answers for all the same interview questions that I'm going to get. And the one that pisses me off even like more than anything else, when they ask you why company X, right? So when they ask you why you've applied for the job, it's like, all right, do you want an honest answer or do you want bullshit? They always want bullshit. I don't see how that's valuable. So what you do is, you know, you do your research, you learn about the, the company, you find a couple of keywords that they that their website mentions more than once and you build that into your answer. But I mean, honestly, what I've, what I've done more than once is literally answer, well, I need a job and you guys are hiring. So I applied. It looks like it fits my uh, background. I think I'm qualified. So there you go. But they don't want honesty, and yet they'll they'll sit there in the same the next breath and say how much they value integrity. It's like, well, you don't, because if I tell you why I'm applying for a job, honestly, you're not going to like that because you want me to fucking sing the praises of Company X and tell you how wonderful they are. 
when quite frankly, they're probably not. You know, when they sell some stupid widget that's entirely useless, yet they think they're disrupting the industry. There's, I, and I've also got away from applying for any position that uses that term, disrupting whatever. Disru- disrupting the industry, disrupting the, the, the vertical, disrupting whatever, disruption. It's like, what the fuck are you, you're not, you're not, you didn't reinvent the wheel here. You're selling software to fucking HR people. You're you're selling furniture to fucking businesses. You're uh, you know selling ad space for boating websites. You're selling power tools. You're not disrupting anything. The only thing you're disrupting is my fucking well-being potentially. Stop using that term. Like come up with a a less douchey term. You know, you could say transform. We're we're transforming the industry. Fine. Okay. Cool. You're just manipulating what's already there. That that's fine. Do that. Say that. They all think they're being clever by saying disrupting the industry. Stop. I had I had an interview yesterday with a company that's a a national uh, company. They sell replacement parts for for uh, kitchen equipment commercial kitchen equipment big company growing company in the ad um, you know said it was a, a fully remote position because it says you know hey we're hiring for a national sales account manager uh, and then the the region they use was United States oh okay well you know what does that tell me and what what would that tell you? That as long as you're in the United States, you're cool. The entire setup for this thing was a a fucking disaster. I had to submit my resume three times. Like, how many fucking copies do you need? How many many numbers after that file do you really need? Because it's going to be a mess. So I have the interview, and of course it's, you know, virtual through Indeed, which whatever, it is what it is. And um, the recruiter was nice, very nice young lady. But she gets to to one point, she's like, okay, well, as of September, whatever, uh, we're going back to a hybrid model. And I'm thinking, what? A hybrid model? Okay, whatever. That wasn't mentioned, but fine. Our headquarters is located in Illinois, and we also have a, another office in Fort Wayne, Indiana, in Plattsburgh, New York. Well... If you're familiar with my current situation, I am nowhere near any of those offices. So my my question was, okay, you know, the ad did not mention any sort of uh, a hybrid model, didn't mention anything about having to be, you know, in in the Midwest or in uh, East Bumfuck, New York. What do we do? So I'm like, okay, well, I think we're done here because I can't. Oh, well, let me check with the hiring manager and see if that's possible. Again, sweet girl. Completely useless, though. So why wouldn't you tell me that from the jump? Because obviously I applied to something thinking it was something different. So, I don't know. So that's, you know, that's been my life, I would say, for the last three or four months or so. And it's entirely my own doing. You know, I'm the one that fucked up. I'm the one that shouldn't have done anything to begin with, but I did because I'm an idiot, as you know, by listening to this show. I am an idiot. So, anywho. Uh, so that's work, you know, that's, what, that's what's going on work-wise. Not that you give a fuck. But I think it, I think I'm in a similar boat to a lot of people. And I was reading something the other day about how uh, 24% of people that left uh, a position over the last six months uh, are unhappy with their decision. Now, I'm not entirely unhappy with the decisions that I made. I'm just, I'm unhappy at the decisions that I that I chose to make. You following me? Probably not. Because I'm being monotone and blah. I hope you fast forwarded through this entire section. Because <laughs> uh, it's just fucking terrible. All right, so the uh, Premier League is back. 
this weekend marks week number three. Uh, sadly, didn't get to do a, uh, a season preview uh, with my soccer pals, uh, mainly because I think they're over it. <laughs> Not soccer, but, you know, me in this program. Um, two things. First and foremost, your West Ham United. Uh, starting off with two straight, well... Did we? Yeah, we did lose last week. Fuck. Yeah, two straight losses. Week one, a match week one, I should say. I don't want to mess that up. Against Man City, and, you know, we didn't show up. It's because our back end is just grossly injured. It's awful. And Man City is really fucking good. Like, disgustingly good. If you haven't watched the uh, All or Nothing series that's on uh, Amazon... Uh, the various soccer, uh, like I finished the first half of the Arsenal one from last season, you really you get a feeling about you know just how not not I mean intense is one thing. It just seems like there's way more work involved for professional soccer players than professional athletes in other sports. Now I think part of the reason is because you don't know the daily ins and outs, but with these series you see everything and it's cool as hell. So I strongly suggest you watch that one. I also, I got halfway through the the Man City one from 2017, and fucking A. Good stuff. I mean, honestly, good show. Um, but Man City's really fucking good. They'll probably win the league again this year uh, and then blow it in the Champions League in the semifinals because that's what they do. Uh, I don't really have any direct sort of hate for Man City, but they just keep winning. Man United, on the other hand. We'll get to that in a second. But West Ham has been spending money like a fucking drunken sailor for the first time since I've started supporting the club. So I'm very excited for, um, you know, all these signings that have come in. It's great. They made another signing yesterday, uh, defender from uh, PSG. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully he'll play. Uh, They are playing today, Thursday afternoon, in the opening round of the Europa Conference League, which is essentially the fucking C-minus Europa League. It's a consolation prize, but honestly, I'm fine with it. If we could have a representative showing uh, within the league, the uh, the Europa Conference League, and the FA Cup, give me a representative showing in all three, and I'll be very happy. The manager wants a deep squad. That's what we're getting. Hopefully. Uh, I'd rather not see them sell anybody else at this point. They might have to trim somewhere, but I mean, we have nothing in the way of of center backs right now, just because we have two that are injured. We'll see what happens today. Not uh, entirely confident that we're going to be ready uh, for for Sunday. I think we're playing Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. So fascinating stuff. I I've mentioned this before, but I fall more in love with that sport, um, you know, every time I watch something about it. I just find it endlessly fascinating, and uh, hopefully I'll get out to England at some point to to see something, but again, I need a job, so whatever. Maybe I can get a job in soccer, yeah. Hey, uh, do you need a guy who knows very little about, you know, the sport, who, you know, is a bum? <laughs> That's yeah, terrible. I'm not even. Ugh. Uh, speaking of terrible, Manchester United. Ooh. Now, uh, if you happen to be uh, uh, someone who listened to the soccer preview last season, my 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 good pal Ian, who's been on the show a couple times, uh, massive Manchester United supporter. Um, it's not even worth teasing him via text anymore because it is just so sad. Where things are with that club, and sad it is a relative term because it's you know quite pleasing for I would say every other supporter for any other team other than Man United. But now you've got you know Elon Musk who is just a complete fucking clueless douche. Like ah, just stop being you for a little while, man. Um, <clears throat> you know, jokingly in a tweet, said he was going to buy Manchester United. And, of course, that set off fucking flares all over the world. Like, oh, my God, he's going to buy Man United. Shut up. 
not going to buy anything. We already went through this with fucking Twitter, right? And now he's getting sued for it, and he's probably going to lose. Idiot. But the Glazers, who own Man United and also own uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are probably... I shouldn't say probably going to sell the club because they won't because they want a reported $5 billion. Now, you think $5 billion, you think to yourself, boy, that's a lot of money. Eh, uh, slow down. The, the Denver fucking Broncos just sold for more than that. The Denver Broncos. And when the Washington football team goes on sale, which my guess is going to be shortly, that's my... Bold take. By the end of 2022, that wretched piece of shit, Dan Snyder, will have to sell his team. And it'll probably be six or seven million. Billion. Billion. It's fucking absurd. Like, honestly, sports is supposed to be like an escape. It's a gigantic business. And it's so fucking terrible. Terrible. But as of today, West Ham is sitting 19th. In the in the uh, in the table, which is not last, because you know who's at last? Man United. <laughs> then again, uh, we haven't fucking scored a goal. It's so our goal difference is minus three, whereas um, Man U it's minus five. So that's why we're in nineteenth. But um, you know, need a win, or or you know what? We need a fucking point. This weekend. And Brighton ain't bad. So. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. Brighton's not terrible. Um, hopefully. Hopefully we win this afternoon. That would be nice. Progress forward in the. Uh, Fakakta Europa League. Um, but actually. You know. Uh, a handful of minutes ago. Real time. It came down that uh, the, the the NFL and Deshaun Watson have come to some sort of agreement. Not really much of an agreement if you ask me, but it's basically 11 games, 12 weeks uh, suspension, a $5 million fine plus game check, so it, it breaks down to $5.66666666666 million fine. It's like, he got off light, if you ask me. He should have got the whole fucking season again. Um, just because, it, and you know what it is? One, obviously, because you probably sexually assault. What is what was the line that I wrote down? This is pretty funny. Um, all right, so he should be able to play again. I don't want to see him never be able to work again. Okay, even though he's gonna make money forever because he signed that fucking guaranteed contract with the Cleveland Browns. But he served no actual punishment. He was suspended last season. Actually, he wasn't even suspended. He just didn't play. He collected his entire fucking paycheck last year, was which was about $10 million. So he made $10 million last year doing nothing. Nothing. So he served no actual punishment for these alleged crimes, and he got off easy. The dude threw his fucking cock on or at at least 30 women who wanted nothing to do with said cock, and he comes out of it a multimillionaire. America is fucking weird. Throwing his cock all over the place while getting a massage. And, it, like, it cost him five million bucks. In the grand scheme of things, when his contract is, it calls for however many hundreds of millions of dollars guaranteed, five million ain't so bad. And I've mentioned this before. My my guess is that the first time he got a massage, he actually succeeded in, in you know, getting a willing participant uh, to help him out. And he just automatically thought that every masseuse after that would be a willing participant. Uh-uh. Not how it works. Deshaun. Sorry. Quit being a fucking creep, dude. But not enough bad things can happen to the Cleveland Browns moving forward. I hope uh, I hope it goes uh, horribly wrong. And you know what the worst part about this thing? Not the worst part, obviously. The worst part is that he's getting away with it and that he's going to be on the field again this year. If he, can't, if he sat the whole season, 
came back next year, fine, whatever, no big deal. But, I mean, he's <laughs> the first game he gets to play is right back in Houston. Like, what kind of fucking weird shit is that, NFL? What are you doing? What are you doing? And he'll go and he'll fucking destroy the Texans and everybody will be like, oh, look how great fucking Deshaun Watson is. Yay, I'm so glad he's here. Yay. And the poor people in Cleveland, of course they're going to fucking cheer for the guy. They've had nothing to cheer for. for the. I mean, they've had one playoff win in how many fucking years? And then, you know, they ditch that fucking kid, Mayfield, uh, you know, in, in exchange for this guy. I mean, it's either you don't, uh, you no longer support the Cleveland Browns, or you root for this fucking clown. So you bite your tongue, and you root for this fucking clown. It sucks. I feel bad for them. Because they've had no luck for, for many, many years. Decades, even. And now they're stuck with this fucking buffoon. Poor, poor Cleveland Browns fans. Oh, do I want to talk about the Red Sox? Uh, I suppose. Listen, the Red Sox are still four and a half games out of the third wild card spot, which is uh, the Fakakta wild card. As if you know, it's the European Conference League of of wild card spots. <laughs> I find that funny. No one else will. But you know, they're finally starting to get healthy. The pitching staff, the bullpen is starting to come together. I'm not. I don't want to say pitching staff because man. But the bullpen is getting a little bit better, although Tanner Houck is out, but who cares? It doesn't really matter because uh, Whitlock is there. Um, you're going to see guys get healthy, healthy, and you're going to see them go on a bit of a run. That you can, That's a guarantee. But they're not going to make the playoffs. They'll, they'll start sniffing. It'll be like the last day of the year. They need to beat Baltimore in order to to get past the Rays, and the Rays will win, and the Red Sox will win, and it won't matter. They'll miss out. And then all offseason long, it'll be, oh, how close they were. Oh, all they need to do is this, this, and this, and they're going to be right back in World Series contention. Unless one of those this is firing that fucking buffoon of a general manager, they're not going anywhere. I'd be shocked if this kid could fucking walk and chew gum at the same time. Or be able to tell time on a fucking non-digital clock. Went to Yale and has no goddamn clue what's going on. Blows my fucking mind. But then again, he's probably not hired to have a clue. My guess is that he's hired to sign uh, 4A ball players who might uh, hit and then save some money for old John Henry to buy all the ice cream cones that he wants with his... Uh, youthful-looking wife who is becoming less youthful-looking by the day. Linda. I shouldn't really... I shouldn't shit on Linda. That's mean. Why would you do that? But they still stink, and I'm going to stick by that. All right, so the time has finally come to release uh, the top... Let's say top six. <laughs> top six. And I, I actually titled this potato-based crisp product rankings. But they're not all potato-based. So I'm just going to call them chip rankings because I think they were all technically chips for the most part. Number one, Pringles Plain. The gold standard for a sandwich side. When you're having a sandwich of any kind, Pringles on the side is awesome. And I maintain that it is the best chip side or, or crisp side that you could possibly have. Plain. Now, you could argue that the flavored ones uh, are better. And I think on their own, you might be you might be right. But in this argument, the context of this of this list has to do with mainly sandwiches and being an accompaniment to your sandwich. And I think the Pringles plain is the way to go. 
The sour cream and onion Pringles, too much sour cream and onion. The salt and vinegar Pringles, too much salt and vinegar. They overdo it because they have to uh, overdo, overtake the potatoey, crispy, plain uh, factor. You know what I'm saying? Do you get where I'm going with this? Maybe, I don't know. Number two, Lay's salt and vinegar. Plain Lay's salt and vinegar, a very close second. Uh, my father, rest his soul, loved salt and vinegar chips. Now, his untimely demise had nothing to do with salt and vinegar chips, at least I don't think. But <laughs> that was really bad to say. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but my father loved salt and vinegar chips. And I think part of that was handed down to me. Now, I don't eat a ton of them because, one, my uh, blood pressure is high enough. I don't need all that salt. I eat enough salt without eating more salt. So it's a treat. It's a it's a rare... I would say it's probably no more than twice a year do I go salt and vinegar chips. Just because I know I'll feel like fucking crap afterwards. Number three, nacho cheese Doritos, or as the kids these days call them, red Doritos. Calling all Doritos simply Doritos, I have found, is a boomer move. You can't do it. But you have to use the flavor and not the color, because that's a fucking dumb kid move. Red Doritos, blue Doritos, purple Doritos. These fucking idiots have no idea what they're doing. You cannot call red, blue, and purple are not flavors. All right? So you're eating nacho cheese Doritos. It says fucking nacho cheese right on the bag. Or it says Cool Ranch right on the bag. Just fucking say, call it what it is. I was alive when there was only one Dorito flavor. So you called them Doritos. Like, when Cool Ranch Doritos came out, you're like, oh, fuck, what is this? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, and, and here's the thing. I love some Cool Ranch Doritos. The purple Doritos, like the fucking chili spice ones, not terrible. But there's only, there's only you know, the king is the nacho cheese. And uh, it's the kind of thing that I could eat half a bag, no problem. Eyes closed, not thinking, half a bag, gone. So... Nacho cheese Doritos. Number four, Ruffles, sour cream, and cheddar. It sounds like a fat person chip. It is a fat person chip. I am a fat person. So there you go. Number five, Oots Honey Barbecue. Now, I've always called it Oots. It's probably Uts, but Oots just sounds funnier. So Oots Honey Barbecue. I think these are the best... I think their plain chip is the best plain chip in the game. So the plain chip with the honey barbecue flavor, solid. No frills. Most of the bag is crumbs, though. These go great with a chicken salad sandwich. I don't know what it is, but I think that, that combination works. And then number six, Funyuns. Only in this spot because... It is a whole bag or nothing scenario. You're not getting a full-size bag of Funyuns and then simply putting a handful on the plate next to your Sando. Ain't happen. It's not possible. And also, they're made with cornmeal, so technically not a chip. It does have a crisp, so I guess you could call it a crisp. But I fucking love Funyuns. And I'm sorry for those people that don't. But man, Funyuns are so fucking good. And like the worst part about it is if someone takes a bag of Funyuns and pours it into a bowl, oh, come on. You're just, you're, you're two-handing that bowl. Absolutely two-handing that bowl. And before long, they're all gone. And then you're sad. No more Funyuns. Hi, this is Heather again. Thank you so much for talking about my grocery store bag dilemma the other week. But I have a new complaint, and this time it's about uh, the WNBA. This is a hot take. So we go to a game, and they have the ball, like the T-shirt toss 
to give, you know, the audience the T-shirts, whatever. They had freaking six-year-olds taking the T-shirt, so they couldn't really toss them, right, because they wouldn't go over the first row. So instead, they're walking up to the people who already could afford courtside seats and just handing them the T-shirt. Like, they, those people who are on the courtside seat can go and buy a T-shirt and snow sweat off the back. The people who are way in the stands, those are the ones that need it. So don't hire a six-year-old to give the T-shirts. Or if you're going to, give them the little gun thing that shoots them out further. They would have loved that more. So let me know your thoughts. I bet the NBA wouldn't do this. It's just a WNBA that did this. But, yeah, no, it got me pretty riled up today. So thanks. Thank you again, Heather. Greatly appreciate it. Bringing the heat once again uh, with more entirely inane pettiness. <laughs> it's so this is so fucking great. I listened to this thing like a dozen times because there's so many layers to this uh, to, to just peel off this, this particular onion. And I love it. First of all, I think she's entirely correct. OK, uh, you can't have a T-shirt giveaway that only gives away t-shirts to the people in the expensive seats. I actually looked into how much it costs for courtside seats for a WNBA game. And I used the, uh, the vaunted Connecticut sun, uh, who play their games at Mohegan sun, hence the tie in. And granted they're playing a playoff game this weekend. So the ticket prices might be a little bit more elevated, but a pair of tickets courtside for, for tonight, $412.70 for courtside seats for the for the Connecticut Sun for a pair. All right. That includes fees and everything else. Are these people handing people? <laughs> are these people handing out the t-shirts literally six years old? She made it sound like these these people were literally six. If they're actual six-year-olds, they should not be handing out the t-shirts. Because I think it's just, um, it's built-in bias for these kids. They don't know where they're going, so they're going to automatically take the easiest route. Or they're going to try to throw the t-shirt and not get past the first row, which would have been funny to watch, which could be why they do it. The hope is that they, you know, the staff goes back to the courtside seat people and just takes the t-shirts from them, but I highly doubt that's the thing. She also mentioned t-shirt guns. I think I would probably pay $412 to watch a six-year-old kid try to shoot a t-shirt gun because my guess is there's a little bit of a kickback to those those air rifles, which is essentially what they are. I would like to see the kids try to do it and then fucking slide across the floor. That would probably that would probably be pretty funny. But she's not far off. Why are you giving free t-shirts to people who are fucking overpaying for tickets? Like, you know, they don't need it. And in reality, nobody else really needs your T-shirts because it's probably just a, a marketing ploy for whoever is sponsoring the game that particular evening. You know, it's going to be for fucking, you know, Jimmy's lawnmower service down in Uncasville, Connecticut. Sponsor the game and that you got his logo on the back of the T-shirt and you're like, oh, yeah. Sweet, free t-shirt. But people fucking go crazy for free t-shirts. I've mentioned this on the show. This might have been um, a very, very early on take. Like, first five episode take. That people go fucking bananas for free t-shirts. Free t-shirts and free food. People go fucking crazy for it. So, part of the reason. They get people up. Get people hyped. And anytime you go to a game or anything where there's free t-shirts involved, and you see the way people react to the potential, the possibility of getting a t-shirt for free, it's like people were throwing bags of cash at them when it's literally a fucking $4 t-shirt. Screen-printed garbage. Yeah, the NBA has the budget for t-shirt guns, though. I don't think the WNBA does, so I think that's part of the problem. You would think the NBA would step in and be like, all right, we need to nip this T-shirt problem in the bud here. We can't have six-year-old, we can't have child labor handing out T-shirts. It's a bad look for the WNBA. Most people would say, 
that's the least of the WNBA's problems. I wouldn't say that. I gamble on the WNBA occasionally. And occasionally do well. More so than not, I do poorly. Hence, I'm a terrible gambler. But I don't disagree with Heather. I think this needs to be remedied. Maybe put the six-year-old kids up in the balconies and have them throw the t-shirts from there. Don't have them do it courtside because it's just weird. I mean, you have fucking cameras. You can put them wherever they go. You can film it and put it on the uh, on the Jumbotron. So it's not as if the crowd is going to miss out on the six-year-old throwing a t-shirt or attempting to throw a t-shirt. Have you seen little kids th- try to throw something? You know, they do that stupid thing where they pick their foot up and the, their arm goes like cocked to the side instead of back like you're supposed to. That's more bad parenting than anything else. Not teaching your kid form. You know, Heather, you should you should make a note to whatever particular team this was and say, hey, uh, maybe maybe tell the, the parents of these six-year-olds that they can't throw. And you're fucking up my experience at the game. <laughs> Wonderfully petty. I hope Heather calls every week. I say this all the time for anybody who ever calls. Like, um, past caller Andrew. We've completely lost Andrew, unfortunately. He's gone. He's gone. Which is sad, because... Uh, he had some gems, although I think Heather is far more petty, and that's what we want, pettiness. Because, it, look, it's not its not a real complaint. She's not really complaining. I mean, maybe she is, and if she is, fucking kudos to you. <laughs> but, oh, I love it. Please, keep calling. Because I'm sure that, you know, six-year-olds throwing t-shirts is the least of your complaints. I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> that sounded bad. <laughs> oh, man. I just wish more people would call. I really do. I say this all the time, but fuck. And I put the fucking, I put the goddamn phone number out all the time. All the time. And uh, and I, I occasionally will get, get calls. But fuck, man. It's just, the show could be 10,000 times better if more people called that stupid Google voice line. (laughs) Oh, fuck. That was so good. As it is Thursday, it is time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Three gripes. Three gripes. Gripe number one. COVID. This week was supposed to be uh, a, a weekend trip up to Canada. Uh, my mother has been asking to go to Canada for a while because she's deeply ensconced into... And I, I don't know if I talked about this last week. I might have. Who the fuck knows? I don't remember anything. Uh, into genealogy, and she wanted to go up to Canada to, um, to continue said research. Well, unfortunately, my poor mother uh, has finally succumbed to COVID. I say succumbed. She, she didn't die. She just uh, she just tested positive. Unfortunately, she feels like garbage. And quite frankly, she looked like garbage when I went down to see her and administer the test. Which basically, when I fucking drop the water into the little tester thing, uh, you know, may as well just in a fucking fireworks display. Like, whoa, yep, she, that's fucking positive. Yikes. So we have to uh, postpone the Canada trip because of COVID. Canada, Canada doesn't want you in their country if you've even come remotely close to to COVID. So I don't know when we're going to be able to go, but um, we'll see. The downside to this is that it now really puts me into a into quite the pickle. Is this, this particular weekend was selected because my wife is very busy this weekend. She's going to see the Lady Gaga at Fenway Park on Friday, and then she was having all of her childhood friends over on Saturday, which was just the just the most idyllic, uh, you know, time to to just get out and not be around. So now I'm in a real pickle, a real quandary, where I have zero to do with myself on Saturday. I don't know what the fuck I've been 
racking my brain trying to think of shit to do on Saturday to get the fuck out of the house. Um, nobody is around to play golf. So what I might end up doing, and I've never done this before, is uh, is go play golf as a single and get paired up with some randos. If it was four randos, that would be fine. But you never go, it's always, you know, like maybe a pair and then two singles, but whatever. So I don't know. I might end up doing that. We'll see how it goes. But fucking COVID, it, it's not going away. And anybody who says that it is, uh, is fucking crazy, man. Like COVID's no joke. It's no joke. And uh, so don't don't think it's going away because it, it hasn't. It's just it's gone easier. It's probably the best way to put it. It's gone easier. Not for everyone. For most of us. So thankfully, my mom feels a little bit better today. Um, she's getting prescribed the uh, the antiviral pill. What is it called? Plax, Plaxovid or some fucking stupid. Where do they come up with these names for these fucking things? Honestly, how do they name a pill? Dumb. Um, so hopefully that'll help speed up the, uh, the process and, and get her over the hump. My, my, my mother has enough fucking medical maladies. She doesn't need another one. And, uh, you know, the hope is that she gets through this without, without a problem. But, uh, yeah, fuck COVID. It's ruined my weekend. And, um, you know, made my mother sick. So fuck you, COVID. <clears throat> Grape number two, cannabis. I have nothing against cannabis per se. I really don't. I'm a proponent of cannabis. I have been for a very long time. Uh, I am not a regular user of cannabis, and not nearly as much as I used to be. Uh, probably in my mid-20s, I was a daily smoker. Uh, but boy, was I smoking crap. Whew, boy. Some real fucking dank garbage. I can't remember if dank or swag was, was good or bad. I don't know. But it was just gross. A lot of stems and seeds. There was nothing worse than buying a bag of weed and it was full of stems and seeds. I remember the first time I ever, like, stole weed from my father's stash, I opened the bag and it was just like, what what are you doing here? Did you, like, take a shovel and scoop some out of the the bottom of a fucking pot? Like, this is gross. There was barely any actual fucking smokable weed in there. Just all stems and seeds. But my issue with cannabis is, right, so I got an email the other day from uh, this company that I've, I've used in the past called Mainvest, which is basically, you know, small-time investing in local business, right? A very interesting concept. I really like it. And, you know, I've, I've invested in um, Top Shelf Cookies. If you're not familiar with Top Shelf Cookies, you should be. They have a location in Dorchester, right across the street from the McDonald's on um, uh, Galvin Boulevard. So you should check them out. And her cookies are fucking amazing. I need to buy some, to be perfectly honest, because it's been a while. But still, her cookies are fucking great. <sighs> um, but I've also, you know, put very, very small amounts of money, like 100 bucks here, 200 bucks there, into a variety of other businesses. One is a uh, cannabis dispensary that's going to be built in Boston. And so because I've done this, I um I got an email from Mainvest said, "Hey, just a note about your cannabis investments." Basically, cannabis businesses are in such a fucking weird spot that they cannot repay you for these investments. They can, but my guess is that it's in cash and that you would have to literally go to the establishment and get repaid in cash or you take like a credit within Mainvest. I don't I don't know how that works, but whatever. The thing to me is, like, there are how many fucking people in this state and in this country are still in prison because of fucking weed? And yet, here we are in in a growing, uh, I don't want to say majority, because I don't think it's the majority yet, but it's going to be at some point. And it wouldn't shock me if it's, you know, legalized federally at some point soon. Joe's not going to do it, because he is an old man. Doesn't like the marijuana. War on drugs and all that fucking fakakta crap. <clears throat> but it's, I mean, it is, it's kind of fucking weird where, you know, the number of people that are still in prison because of fucking weed 
yet I'm able to fucking deposit a hundred bucks into somebody's account to open literally a weed store. Think about that. And you don't hear, you don't really, you hear about it occasionally, but you don't hear about it enough. And it really should not, it shouldn't be that way. It should be talked about incessantly because it's fucking bullshit. In most of the places, I would assume that uh, there are people still in prison because of weed are in these backwards uh, parts of the country, which you want to talk about a growing majority, backward parts of the country are catching up to the, or pro- maybe even lapped the non-backwards parts, the forward-thinking parts of the country. So, you know, dip below that Mason-Dixon line and, you know, you get into some fucking weird territory. And so my guess is that majority of the folks that are still in prison because of weed are, are so in these weird-ass backward parts of the country. But it, it, it's really fucking stupid. It's mind-numbingly stupid. Because even in, in the you know, parts of the country that are backward, like medicinal marijuana is becoming more accepted, in some cases legalized, yet you're still going to have a ton of people in jail because of weed. Stupid. But, you know, um, there's a whole other... That's a whole other conversation. The prison system... The exploitation of prisoners. It's a very, very, uh, it's not even a slippery slope. It's entirely sticky. It's bullshit. The for-profit prison system is fucking stupid. The prison labor system is fucking stupid. But it'll never stop because this country is fucking stupid. What can you do? Oh, you can move. Yeah, I wish. I wish I could. It's not that easy. It would be nice. But it's not that easy. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. (laughs) It's not. It's not. Do you want to shave your nuts after I just got done talking about private prisons and weed? Well, use the new Lawnmower 4.0. Guaranteed to not cause your nuts to bleed when you're trimming your bush. Manscaped. Uh, Grape number three, Led Zeppelin. It's a quote in the LA Times yesterday that kind of made me mad. Quote, Going back to the font, which is a word that he used, going back to the font to get some kind of massive applause, it doesn't really satisfy my need to be simulated. End quote. That's from Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin. The story basically goes is that uh, Mr. Plant in his 70s now, which let me see if let me let me give you like the exact age for Robert Plant. Robert Plant. How old is he? He is 73 years old. 73 year old Robert Plant seems to think he can still hit the high notes from some of his uh, more popular songs. Uh, specifically immigrant song. He's, he thinks he can hit the high note there. I think he's fucking full of shit. But then the story goes is that he uh, doesn't feel the need to perform Led Zeppelin songs because it doesn't satisfy him uh, in, in any sort of manner. So there you are. The thing that gets me, and it, it has really fucking pissed me off here, is that one... You know, you're sort of thieves, okay? Let's put that part aside. But you became one of the biggest bands on the planet back in the 70s because uh, you were playing in front of a large crowd of people who were willing to pay you to do so. And those people willing to pay you enjoyed doing so. So my problem is that, you know, instead of thanking, being thankful for the people that, you know, made you what you are and, and enriched your life in a number of different ways, specifically your bank account, uh, you, you don't have to be so flippant about it. And look, the reason that you stopped performing those songs was because your drummer stupidly, you know, more or less killed himself. But, you know, don't don't come out here and, and try to tell people that are fans of your band 
um, that it doesn't satisfy my need to be stimulated. Fuck off, pal. Honestly, don't say that. Just say, make something else up that doesn't sound like you're being such a fucking prick. Stop being such a fucking asshole. There's no reason for it. All that all that line is going to do is piss people off. Because you've you've managed to do a very good job of that for a very long time. Like I I remember specifically standing in line in front of Filene's waiting for tickets uh for the Plant and Page show at what was then Great Woods and getting fucking hosed out of those tickets, mind you. And then specifically uh, not inviting John Paul Jones to join you because you didn't want it to be a Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, reboot or whatever it was. But, you know, you're a fucking prick. There's no, and there's just, there's no need for it. And you're sullying the, the, I don't want to say the good name because I don't know, but the good memory, I guess of a band that I've thoroughly enjoyed for a very long time for, you know, probably most of my existence. It's exposed to Led Zeppelin at a very young age. By my, I've talked about my father way too much today, huh? Jesus. Hmm. I do. I miss my dad. If your dad's still around, please uh, give him a call. Tell him I said what's up and that uh, you guys should be pals. Um, but fuck, you know, it's just, it's such, it's, it's a dickish quote. And I didn't care for it. And I felt the need to talk about it. I was not lucky enough to see the band live. Not the band live, but Led Zeppelin live. That was a bad joke. So it makes me mad when he comes out and says something fucking shitty like that. And he's probably not purposely being shitty, but he's being uppity. Which is what he's been for a very long time. So honestly, fuck off, Bob. Fuck off, Bob Plant. (laughs) He doesn't sound so cool when you call him Bob Plant. What a fucking terrible name. I gotta write that down. I don't know how I could ever forget that. That's that's pretty good. Hey, Bob. I wonder how many people call him Bob. It's always I, I like I find it funny when people talk about Robert De Niro and they call him Bob or Bobby. But you know Robert Plant. If you call him Bob Plant, like Bob De Niro sounds better than Bob Plant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Making myself laugh. Pathetic. Not really. I don't have a co-host or a guest. Someday. We'll get there. We're only close to 150 episodes of this bullshit. Like, if you count all my not not in episodes, I think it's like 140. It's 139 too many, let's be fair. But, uh, all right, that's it for the show. Uh, I've rambled and talked about nothing for way too long what is going on here why is oh my battery's dying um but listen uh, you can go to my instagram page at complaints pod my uh twitter page at complaints pod my twitter page is fun so if you're on twitter get to twitter at complaints pod i think it's pretty good um i have a facebook page but fuck facebook i have a youtube page i don't know what i'm going to do with it i have a twitch channel that i don't know what i'm doing with it I have a TikTok page that I don't do anything with, at Complaints Talk, T-O-K. Uh, call the number, 617-657-4736. Call in, complain. Give me your petty WNBA bullshit fucking takes. <laughs> they don't have to be specifically the WNBA, because I don't have anything against the WNBA. I really don't. Uh, I do have something against the game presentation of the WNBA. It's stupid. All the child labor and breaking child labor laws all over the place. The WNBA. Uh, call in 617-657-4736. Love to hear from you. So seriously. Um, but as I say at the end of every episode, I ask you always kindly to please tell your friends. And also tell your moms. Because um, 
would love to get more people to listen to this show. Maybe it'll improve. That's a promise. The more people that listen to the show, the better the show will be. Guaranteed. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Thank you as always. It's greatly appreciated. Um, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.